Hi, this is Jeff Black Extreme with the Zealous of Nerd Entertainment, and we are back with another episode. And this episode is pretty special because it is the miraculous, the splendiferous, the fashionable return of Human C-137, also known as Coatera. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm sorry that I have been MIA, but we are back full throttle. So let's get to it, eh? Yeah, indeed. Because we got some talking points for this week. Uh, I'm just going to pepper in a few things, but I have a special episode and just in mind for you because it has been a while since you've been on the episode, even though you were on for like the first few, and then, you know, life happens, and then now you're back. And yes. not only that, but you had a birthday Friday, I believe. Friday? It was Friday, yes. Thank you for remembering. Yes, your 24th birthday was on Friday. So in honor of that, we're going to do a special episode dedicated to just you. But before we get into that, uh, I want to mention a few things that caught my interest. First of, of all... There's this Gundam game that I've been looking at because, honestly, I've been a diehard Gundam. Well, not exactly diehard, but, you know, I've been watching Gundam since, like, I was a kid. Like, one of my first memories was, you know, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Pokemon, Sailor Moon, Gundam. Tokyo uh, Mew Mew. <laughs> I'll, I'll that was my first anime I ever watched. <laughs> Tokyo Mew Mew? Yeah! Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, all I'm going to mention with Mobile Suit Gundam uh, Extreme versus Max Boost on is that there's going to be a patch coming where PS4 is going to have tournaments. And I like that idea because for the Mechazone on Facebook, I'm definitely doing a thing to where I want to get more people into playing Gundam games, and this is a perfect way to do so. So now, hopefully, we'll, we'll host tournaments in the Mecha Zone with this game. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, a second thing that I want to mention, Paramount Plus is officially launched. And let me tell you, I am enjoying this catalog like you get to see things like rugrats uh wild thornberries like you know from nickelodeon all that yeah unlock my childhood by saying the wild thornberries yeah Arnold on there say what now hey arnold uh you know what i honestly kind of blazed through a little bit because like i wasn't trying to spend too much time before but you know what? I can pull up the catalog real quick. Uh, let me see. Uh, oh, yeah. While I'm doing that, uh, keep in mind that you can try to use the app. I do it if you want to. But I did notice one thing when I was trying to watch uh, Coming to America, the sequel. Uh, I was going to look into that. And, you know, uh, I just got all sidetracked. And uh, I noticed something under um, hubs and whatnot, apparently you can add Paramount Plus to your Prime Video. Yeah, apparently you can do that. I uh, think that's fantastic. Yeah, 
So um, let me go ahead and see because uh, okay, I got some here, but I'm trying to look forward the whole uh catalog. Um, just gonna name a few. Uh, they definitely got SpongeBob, uh, Nest Declassified School Survival Guide. Wow. Uh, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> I'm definitely yeah, watching that one. Too. Uh, let's see. I Carly, Zoe One on One, Dora the Explorer, uh, Legend of Korra, NCIS, uh, Drawn Together. Okay, okay. Uh, Jimmy Neutron. Parents. Yeah. Uh, Jersey Shore for some reason. Ugly Americans. Uh, RuPaul. Uh, Chalk Zone. Oh, that's a throwback. Yeah, I know that. I was like hoping that they were gonna have Chalk Zone on there. Yo, Reno nine one one. That. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Uh, Cat Dog. Uh, Keenan and Kel, Twilight Zone, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, the uh, 2003 one. You know, old school. Yeah. That like, yeah, that was like one of the best ones. Honestly, you know. Uh, it had like the best animation in my opinion. Just in my opinion. That did have very good animation and and uh as me me personally, I wasn't ever really a huge fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I do remember that show and I do remember enjoying that show. Yeah. I did enjoy that show. I was like, whoa, like I wasn't even that deep into the lore, but the show alone impressed me. Yes. Uh, Drake and Josh, uh, Silent Library, uh, uh, Real Monsters, Celebrity Deathmatch, what? Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, all that, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Rocco's Modern Life, oh, jeez, bruh, like, Paramount Plus is not playing, Beavis and Butthead, uh, Everybody's Hate Chris, just a bunch of good ones honestly like this. yeah Chappelle show too um Sabrina you know the sitcom not chilling adventures mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um that's basically it um I'm not trying to get it's too still much really too. good selection that most like Yes, iCarly was just put on there uh, for Netflix, as well as, like, Legend of Korra is also on Netflix, but mm-hmm. you have so much more of a wide-range selection on Paramount Plus just by listing off what you've got on there. Yeah, like, Doug, Go Diego. Uh, and... What else? Okay. I think that's about it. Uh, I don't think any... I mean, that's just um, based on just the... Uh, I'm doing that thing. I'm sorry. That's just some examples of what's on Spy Kids. Was that always on there? Well, it's on Paramount. I mean, not Paramount. Uh, it's definitely on Prime Video, but I was like, whoa, what? Like, definitely get oh, Prime Video. Because uh, not only coming to America, the sequel's on there exclusively, but I'm also going to check out uh, Borat 1 and 2, you know, just because. 
just a bunch of good stuff on Prime Video, honestly. But uh, trying to move on from that. Uh, what else do we have on the docket? Uh, oh yeah. Um, after you know the conclusion of WandaVision, uh, there has been some development going on to where they are working the X Men into the MCU, but they're gonna call it the Mutants. So it's like they're kind of segue into introducing the X-Men into the MCU. So I'm kind of interested in where they're going to go about that. I am as well. I've always been uh, a fan of the mutants, the X-Men themselves. So I'd love to see how they, how they approach it. I hope that they don't do uh, the mutants like they did the Titans, you know, Teen Titans like DC did. Oh yeah, of course, of course. All right, uh, that was pretty much it as far as like some of the things that just caught my interest as far as this week. But uh, let's get to you, my dear. Uh, how was your birthday, by the way? How did that go? I mean, it was pretty okay. Um, I went on two dates prior. Uh- Obviously, with my boyfriend, I did not like have separate dates with separate people. Um, I mean, I did, <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> I was like, I had to clarify that. I had to clarify, you know, um, whoever may listen to the podcast. I have a boyfriend that I enjoy going on dates with. So, um, oh, wait, I hold on, um, sir. No, no, no. That's what. Well, I was just saying because I was like, wait, hold on. Uh, for a second, I was like, wait, hold on. Are you dating two people? Like, no, no, no. Uh, I'm guessing y'all just had two dates in one day. Yeah, basically. And um, yeah. for my actual birthday, I didn't really do anything other than um, I drank some liquor. Oh. And I played some video games. I played Genshin and some Overwatch and some Apex. It was really cool. Um, basically, oh. all I wanted was to play some games with my friends. And I got to do that. So my, my birthday was pretty chill. And I'm really glad. I got some cool gifts. Um, my boyfriend got me some tarot cards that are on their way. And I'm really excited because they're beautiful. Simply beautiful. And I also got my podcasting mic, so that'll be ready for the next episode. Ah, yes. Uh, By the way, folks, keep in mind that Koa Terra here is the host of the Sleepy Warriors podcast. Uh, Definitely check it out uh, when you get the chance. And this is definitely considered a crossover episode in a way because we're definitely going to get into Koa Terra. And, um... Before we do that, I did. I am glad that you brought up Genshin Impact because I just remembered um, Hu Tao is now available now. And also coming up should be a banner to wear uh, Rosaria, Venti, uh, Childe, just a whole bunch of characters. What? Yeah, and. Um... You'll be able to get Venti's specific bow for Ooh. his uh, for himself. That'll be in the pool. Um, they're introducing new weapons, and they're also introducing a new one-time uh, battle for this 
new enemy boss fight that you're going to be able to fight. And his name is the Abyss Herald. And man. Oh, man. That thing strong as hell. Um, they're also doing a new event um, as the the Lanterns, the Rite of Lanterns event just ended for Shao. Um, they will be doing an event for Venti where you can give your friends gifts. They'll do a friends hangout. Um, you've got little like side games, basically, like mini games that you can go pop these balloons that will give you extra points. You go collect orbs, get you extra points, t- t- types of things like that. Um, so they've got a lot of updates that are coming up with um, the f- 1.4 version on Genshin Impact. And uh, I'm really excited to see how it goes because I, one, still don't have Hugh Tao. So I would still like to get Hugh Tao, but I would really like to get Venti or Child or Rosaria, like any of them on my team. Perfect. You know, no shame, but... You can call me Captain Ahab when I say I'm going to go wailing for a hotel if I have to. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah. Like, um, not go too uh, overboard, but uh, basically it's like, I don't play Genshin Impact as much as I want to, but, you know, with the work schedule and whatnot, just, eh, I just really need to balance myself a little more. But, um, yeah, uh, that's it for Genshin Impact. But uh, I was wondering, um, there were some anime that you recommended that I definitely want to talk about. Uh, for starters, uh, Apari Ronmon, uh, that was one that you've been recommending to me for a while. And after watching the uh, all the episodes, I now see why you were recommending it. Because, man, it's pretty good. Like, it, it is got good, especially at the end. Um, so this one, I will, I will talk about a few things that got has its tisms and isms, as one may say. Um, I think that uh, so Hot Hototo, the little boy, the little mm-hmm. native boy, um, that works with Apare and his partner. I forget his partner's name. Be, uh, Kosame. Kosame, yes. Yeah. Um. You know, he has a really big backstory. A lot of them have a big backstory. But yeah. um, when Hototo is trying to figure out who who wound up slaughtering his family and he tries to confront uh, some of the racers, mm-hmm. and they're like, that wasn't us. We're really kind people. And then, like, they stopped being, like, those, like, quote-unquote gangsters, basically, with, like, people working with them. Like, I don't know why it stopped all of a sudden. So that's one thing that kind of bothered me. But other than that, animation, beautiful. Storyline, wonderful. Um, I love Apare's aesthetic. And yeah. His um, and I, I just, man, that anime was really, really good. And I can't wait for the second season. It also was runner-up for uh, one of the options for uh, anime of the year, I believe, of 2020. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, because we're, oh my God. Okay. Let me get started. <laughs> You're good. All right. Like, I did tell you I had notes, but uh, here we go. Uh, 
<clears throat> Apari Rama, produced by PA Works, directed by Mazakazu Hashimoto. There are 13 episodes so far, uh, and it originally aired from April 10th, 2020 to September 25th. Uh, as far as I know, it can be streamed on Hulu, but there may be other sources, but that was just the main source I found it on first. Uh, the genre, it is adventure, steampunk, and sports. Now, honestly, because there's racing, like, imagine trans-American steampunk Mad Max. There it is. That's yeah, a Parirama. There you go. It's like set in the past but also set in the future in a sense like it's not super old but it's not like it's not new school at the same time so it's, it's more like an alternative style. timeline yeah it's a, it's a different timeline where things are a little bit more advanced given the time that they are actually set in yeah like if you think about it that way in that sense because like yeah it's like what, what do you mean is like a different timeline but but no, think about this. That's the whole point of fantasy. It's like, just imagine a different timeline to where, yeah, um, it's like back in the day um, compared to our timeline. But in this story, think of it like, okay, uh, futuristic ideas that we probably would never see until decades later is more available in this story but it's still in a time where we were like, wait, hold on. We didn't have this back in the day. What's going on? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah so I, I think it's a very well done anime. Stop poking um, holes in it. God damn it. <laughs> I think it was a really I'm good sorry. anime. I think it was super well done. Um, I don't know, man. Yes. I just want the next season out. I need to start reading the manga. <laughs> I understand, but uh, yes, um, we're definitely going to talk about Apari Ranma and plenty of other anime and the Animanga Zone, the Sci-Fi Zone, and also the Television Zone. So definitely keep us stay updated with us on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, basically it started. It set around the start of the Meiji era of Japan. Uh, that's the uh, setting of Apari Ranma. But uh, the thing is, uh, Apari Serrano, eccentric inventor and the second son of a respected merchant family, wants to adventure one day. His partner, Kosume, a samurai, is tasked to keep Apari in check because, you know, apparently Apari gets himself into trouble. Like, when he was in that prison cell and he, mm -hmm. he was just uh, working on something and I was like, hey, kid, you're going to show me some respect. And I was like, you gonna, you're not going to say hey to me? I was like, why should I? That's a waste of my time. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> okay. Right. We're real defensive over here. Yeah, I was like, okay. Uh, we got a tough guy, huh? And then he just bangs his um, foot with a hammer and then he just walked out of there like uh, it was just all planned out. I was like, yeah, I'm bored. I'm, I'm being out of prison. I'm, I'm dead and God. Bye. And then these two guards come to sit here like, oh, hey, what's going on? And I was like, and I don't know. Like, our job is just to look the other way. I was like, what? <laughs> That's your I, yeah. Hey, just look the other way? Wow. Okay. 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 Uh, anyways, um, where was I? Um, 
see what happened is uh Kosume accidentally strands them both at sea in an attempt to drag Apari back to Japan, but they were saved by passing American steamship. Uh now <laughs> oh god, because um uh, I kinda paraphrase the rest of my notes to Bronx comedic effect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now it's broke bitches in LA with no easy way home. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home coming soon. Uh, yes. <laughs> Got to plug that in. Uh, with no easy way home, uh, the dynamic duo enters the trans-American water race where Apari builds a custom automobile where Kosame tries to work the corner, in a sense, <laughs> to for enough money to get home. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you know, odd jobs and whatnot. It's like, hey man, fine. Okay, that's not how it works. But whatever your dreams are, <laughs> but uh, basically they must work together while fighting off uh, rival racers, bandits, and other challenges as they try to win the race. Um, now hold on, yeah, uh. I remember what uh, right line for a part. He said, I never say hello. It's a waste of my time. I was like, wow, that's just cold. But like, honestly, like I kind of, I kind of relate to a party to where it's like, he's kind of like a genius, but he, when it comes to social norms and social cues, he just, no, just, no, I just, no. He's just like, yeah, I'm here to do business. Yeah. He just mind minding his own business but bro like sometimes when he talks and had these inspirational speeches i was like i will follow this boy to hell and back <laughs> i was like that sounded so beautiful he just i was like I, it's like it kind of makes you wonder why people like like him and kind of cling to him it's like i like this kid yeah it's like he's got a almost a carefree attitude in a sense almost yeah, it's like carefree, but it's like listless. But at the same time, it's like he just have this sense of wonderment, like this outer, almost like this astral vision that I'm tr- I'm trying to capture with the zone because you know I have so many ideas and projects in mind. It's like there's just this whole universe, but it's almost hard to put it on paper. It's almost like oh my god, if I put it all on paper. It's probably gonna be like a whole book on how I built the right. zone. <laughs> like, oh no, I don't have. Ah, I'll I'll try, but it's like, oh my god, it, there's a whole lot. There's so many projects in mind, but of course, it requires money, which is why I would recommend. Well, I would appreciate it if you would to support the link. You know, we have a donation link. In the uh, in each episode, to where would buy me a coffee? If it's like you know, like five, at least five dollars. Like you just tip that money to me, and it's like five dollars at a time. It could be five dollars a month. It's like an annual thing going on. But anyways, I would appreciate donations. Um, with the donation link uh, embedded into each episode, because that way all that money is specifically to fund the projects that I'm having in mind for you guys to enjoy. So basically it's like 
I want to provide products, services, and fun activities for the listeners, the fans of the zone, and uh, you know, try to build something for the nerd community. You know, be a big part of uh, new age, if you want to say. Uh, so yeah, you can kind of say I'm kind of like a part to a degree. It's like I just have this big idea, this vision, but you know, not exactly a social person to a degree. <laughs> but I did buy books to work on that. You know, like The Art of Witty Banter by Patrick King, uh, Conversationally Speaking by Alan Gardner, uh, The Charisma Myth by Olivia Foscabon, uh, Unleash the Power of Storytelling by Rob uh, Biesenbach. Biesenbach. Sorry if I butchered the name. Uh, the Science of Self-Discipline by Peter Hollins, uh, Small Talk by Deborah Fine, and The Alpha Male Bible by Sean Wayne. Yes, I am that serious about sharpening my social skills. Hey, you know, whatever you gotta do. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, getting back into a party wrong, mom, because these ADHD tendencies, Jesus. Uh, you know who I like? Uh, Jean, uh, Charlene, like, it's like, she's like this beautiful oh, yeah. woman with a lot Love of her. against this misogynistic world because they'd be like, oh, a woman can't race, a woman can't do this and that. What, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm who do you think that. you are? Who do you think you are talking to? <laughs> oh my God. I like this girl. <laughs> because she, know. Uh, She's like, oh, that kind of girl, they got a lot of proof, and I, I like that spirit. I was like, just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that, you know, you know what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. You know, it's like female empowerment. These things that you're saying that I cannot do. <laughs> right. Oh, and uh, about Apari, I like how this dude is so inspirational. They even had a bit to where Apare met Thomas Edison and he was like an idea is 1%, 99% of it is uh, pure elbow grease. And I was like, oh, write that down. He was like, write that down. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. That was funny because that makes a lot of sense actually because, you know, uh, ideal is really, really is like 1%. Like you can think it all day, every day, but the rest of it is effort, commitment, self-discipline. You got to put yeah. in the work. And it's almost sure. like you got to get to a point to where it's a bad habit. It's like a routine. It's like, imagine, you know, you go into your nine to five and it's it's like, at this point, it's like, uh, you know, there's consequences to not doing your job and there's a reward for doing your job. So same thing with your passion, your dreams, like your side hustles, like you gotta do it. You gotta have the kind of attitude to where even if you're not exactly in the mood to do it, you gotta do it anyways, because there's consequences if you don't do it, but there's reward if you do do it. So it's like with uh, some of these hobbies and interests I'm trying to get into, you know, try to build the zone up. I have to remind myself that even if I don't feel like doing it sometimes, it's better to just do it anyway. Just like 
with the podcast, like sometimes the reason why some of the episodes come out later than I hope is because sometimes things happen or sometimes I'm just not in the mood to just, you know, start recording. But sometimes just like right now, like even though I wasn't exactly in the mood or ready to do it, sometimes you just got to do it anyways because just knock it out of the way because you will definitely feel better knowing that you didn't just stay stuck on thinking about it. I didn't stay stuck on thinking about it. I just want to go ahead and just get it over with. Uh, regardless of how prepared I am for this episode, like I might stumble, bumble, blah, 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 do all that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm not perfect, but hey, sometimes you just got to do it so you can get better at it. Like, just stop worrying about the mistakes and just acknowledge that sometimes mistakes are going to happen as long as you're willing to learn from it and improve on it. That wouldn't matter because so many people are so afraid of failure that it's just saddening. Like, uh, you realize that if you're so afraid of failure, you're going to be so stuck and hesitant on doing what you need to do. And that's how people just get stuck in their ways, uh, uh, stuck in their little bubbles which I don't really respect, to be honest with you, because um, sometimes uh, life is about being in uncomfortable situations that will make you a stronger person in the long run. Like, if you just stay stuck in the same pew um, rut, then you're not really growing. You're just sustaining yourself. You're, you're basically like kind of like stunting your growth because you're like, oh, life is scary. I might as well stay in my shell. And I was like, bruh, how are you ever going to call yourself a grown-up if you're not willing to risk the dangers of life? Because uh, <clears throat> it's almost like um, no different from the lions and tigers and bears. Humans uh-huh. are the most savage people on the planet. And For you'll sure. tear you apart if you uh, even think that... Uh, <clears throat> just anything's going to slide but if you're not ready to face that then how can you call yourself a grown-up just saying no i agree with that but um you can watch a parai ronmon on uh hulu and that'll be in the japanese version so yeah i'm so sorry i went on a whole tirade about that but yes uh the second half, I definitely like because when they introduced Gil, uh, T. Cigar, I was like, whoa, things got serious. But, uh, yeah, you know what? Gil was a really good uh, character. Definitely. But, um, you know what, Koa? Um, tell me your feelings about Pari Rama. I don't think we really got to you about that. Um, I mean, I kind of touched on it. I think that Apare Ranman has uh, so much potential that. People, I mean, people don't really know about it right now. And I think that it's an anime that will be on the rise. And the earlier you get into it, the more you'll appreciate it. Um, I loved, like, the color schemes that they use. Like, the palettes was very well done. Um, They made it just look, like, effortlessly beautiful. In its own way. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. You did say that. Uh, I was... It's okay. 
so much on my mind. Oh my god. Um, but um, yeah. Shall we? Oh, Kosame. I remember him. Okay. Uh, at first, I didn't know how to feel about Kosame because it was like it felt like dealing with a cowardly lion, but it made sense because he had PTSD. So I was like, okay, I can't really criticize that because you know PTSD is a very serious thing. Um, but uh, it's almost like he was kind. Of, at first, he was kind of like a straight man to a fault, but it was um. Uh, mainly because he was kind of, like, paralyzed in his own fear. But it's, like, almost hard to explain, to be honest with you, because, um, you know, PTSD is such a sensitive topic. But um, it wasn't until, like, midway into, like, Okapara and everybody got captured, and which is Kosame, and he had to come to terms with the past. And once he, you know, got his nerve together, uh, he went up to get his uh, friends back. And then he just got badass all of a sudden. You know, it's like the techniques and whatnot. And it was a very defining moment. I was like, I like that. I was like, see, that was like, that would kind of redeem Kosame in my opinion. Because I was like, I don't know how to feel about Kosame, to be honest with you. Like, I just feel like he just need to overcome his past that's what i was really waiting on it's like you need to get old i'm mean, not to be insensitive but i feel like you'll be a better person if you come to terms with what happened like uh and, uh like you know try and find ways to work with it yes it's like it's kind of like what john mulaney said at one point it's like uh you can't work around it you gotta work through it yes i love john mulaney very good example. Yes. I've been watching a lot of his stand-up and whatnot. I was like, yes, I like this guy. It's like, <laughs> funny enough, uh, somebody in the comments and YouTube was like, uh, if ADHD was a person, and I was like, oh my god. That, <laughs> not only does it sound like him, uh, that sounds like me too. I was like, oh my god. Oh, that's so relatable. Okay. But uh, hey, his stand-up is on um, Netflix, like uh, New in Town, uh, Comeback Kid, and uh, Kid Gorgeous at Radio City, I believe. Yes, I like those, uh, and it's on Netflix. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, 100%. I loved uh, Apare Ramon. But yeah, you can check that out on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. And Season you know, 2 and all that coming soon. I- yeah, I'm not sure exactly when season two is coming out. I'll be honest with you, but when it does happen, I'm gonna be on it. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Uh, another anime that I wanted to get into because we kind of talked about it during the last episode, but I was like, dang, I kind of wish Uncle was here for this. But we were talking about uh, Darling in the Bronx for a little bit. Yes, like, I love that anime. It's like top three anime for me. Uh, tell me, uh, what is it about that you love the most? Um, the different, the different styles of, uh, you know, like, like how, okay, let's put it like this, right? Um, you can kind of compare it to 
Gundam, I guess, um, because of how they have, you know, they've got their own. <laughs> I, I would I would put a hard I guess on that because of the fact that they've got those giant mechas that they use, except, you know, these kids are definitely teenagers. I call them kids for a reason. They're kids. Um, and they use them to protect their society for the for um you know, the adults for the parents or whatever, you know? Um yeah, so they, they just use these kids to keep them alive which i think is pretty fucked up um yeah. however it does it does develop you know like what are they going to do when they find out how are they going to you know are they going to establish their own lifestyle in which if you've seen the anime and i'm sorry for those if you have not obviously they do basically start their own society um mm. And and I love that. Um, you know, they didn't like they they never taught the kids about like what it's like to experience like true emotions, like like attraction, right. especially. And with uh, like Kokoro, and I forget the boy that she winds up actually catching feelings for, and they wind up do having a baby. Um, you know, it, it shows that like wow, like, there's a lot happening that, like, this this universe that they live in is really messed up, that this is how things have to be. Um, Zero Two. I cannot talk about her enough, let's be honest. I... <laughs> not just because she's babe or waifu, but because I personally relate to her character and her backstory. Um, mm. You know, for a very long time it's been it's been basically how do i explain it okay people are running uh, i'm sorry i got disturbed for a moment um oh you good with her backstory you know they she's zero two for a reason she is the second calaxasaur queen um to to be created and that's to using the francs or the franks i'm sorry i just don't like calling it the franks because the hard a makes it sound weird francs sounds better um <laughs> so when they use the francs um you know the the girls have to basically bend over and they're when i say bend over, yes they're literally bending over into a strange position um they they have to use them. I keep saying that. God, words, function, brain. Thank you. Um, she was a test subject for, for years and years and years and years and just kept being held captive. And they were torturing her, basically. And, um, you know, she, she grew to basically dislike humans to an extent yeah. because of that, but wanted to... Her goal was to become a human because she she deep down knew that she was uh, part of a Calaxisol team. Yeah. Um, and I think think that uh, her development with Hero or Zero One Six was very well done. Um, it showed his character development really well, where he was like, you know, I I feel like I can do this, but we're just, you know, this is it. I'm over. It can't like 
come back from it, but then the they get attacked by the Kalaxosaurus in the first episode, and Naomi winds up getting hurt, and they don't know whether she's actually alive or not, blah, 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 um, and he winds up having to team up with Zero, too, and it was successful. The first time that he was actually able to operate a Franks, but he was not so he was not conscious. He didn't remember anything. He just did it. Um, yeah. I loved how he showed his emotions towards her, where he was like, you know, like, you can't be so fucking stubborn all the time. And like, I just mm. about you. And uh, man, I don't know. The development of the story was just really well done and while other people have their tisms and isms on it I think that it was really well told I wish that the anime itself wouldn't have been so short I wish I got more to the story or that maybe it ended differently than it did but um, it was still cute you know they basically their souls after you know at the end of the season their souls do come back to Earth and they become the tree that the two of them did meet at in the very beginning. Yeah. And I loved the story, the book that she had. I loved that a lot, actually. I loved that story. It was just a really good... It was so good to me, man. I don't know. I keep talking (laughs) about it. I'm gonna let you... what What is your opinion on it? Have you finished it? Oh no! I finished that a while ago. Like cool. So like I was years ago. I just spoil anything for you? No, no, no. I was just gonna let you talk. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. <laughs> because, uh, now I want to know what your opinion on it is. All right. <laughs> let me. Because let me tell you. Uh, first of all, uh, the guy Kokoro hooked up with his name was Mitsuru. Uh, I yes, remember it now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of what you said, I was going to mention, and I like that. But uh, yeah, uh, based on my memory of going in the Fox, uh, oh, excuse me, I got to. Had a <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, basically, with this show, um, because it was made by Studio Trigger, I was interested because I'm a big fan of both Gurren Lagan and Kill a Kill, which I hope to do a review on later. Uh, basically, with Darling the Frost, like you said, kind of like Gundam, but... I'm very sorry to interrupt. Gurren Lagan was actually the same creators as Darling in the Bronx, I realize. That's the more... Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it's Gynet. Uh, um... Gainax did Gurren Lagann, but the creative team of Gainax uh, kind of splintered off and became Studio Trigger, and they did Kill a Kill and Throwing the Front. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, technicality, no, but yeah. Have it. Yeah. yeah. But essentially, you know, you know it's like, it's compared to two, and you're like, come on. You're telling me they're not similar in the way? Um, oh, yeah. No, they're definitely similar, and it, it shows. It yeah. certainly, shows. and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's actually very well done how they did it. They made it completely different at the same time. Yeah, like not complaining about that, but I'm just saying, like you know, because you know, the creative I team. Dumb, and I mentioned 
Walker and Logan. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But no, 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 no. Like uh, I was gonna mention how Giga on um YouTube said, uh, "Oh, you mean like Evangelion? Like who said that? It's not like Evangelion for the last fucking time. It is not Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is kind of like Evangelion because like get in the robot, fight get for the- us now." Do it. And the, you know, they got blood story and everything too. So yeah, I mean, like everybody has their own character development is super well done. Yeah, just shoving their heads and machines and like fight against these alien dinosaurs because, like, oh no, they're not just dinosaurs born from the earth. No, no, children, no, you're fighting aliens, my dude. It's Eh. aliens because it's. Because trigger, because trigger, because trigger. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, um, the development. Let's talk about the development on these characters. You were right. Like basically, my impression of most of the cast was these are some sexually awkward children. Like they yep. just, like just imagine, just like um. Uh, with Zero Two, I always said this from the beginning, Zero Two is the saving grace of this show. If not for her, I feel like she carried the show. Because here's here's why I say that. Because just imagine these sexually awkward children is getting in this robot, fighting for their lives. Uh, they're like, they don't even know how to feel about women and men, you know. You know, like, you It was like, uh, as far as they know, there was like, uh, what are cooties like? <laughs> Ew, cooties. <laughs> but then they started learning, you know? They were like, well, they're obviously hiding things from us. And then they, like, oh, I forget the blonde boy that went and talked to the one adult um, that was, un- oh, yeah, was it guy. underground? Yeah. Um, And he talked to the adult, and the adult was, like, you know, kind of shady about it. But he started yeah. kind of realizing, like, hmm, things are things are not right. <laughs> um, Ichigo, the the girl that had feeling yeah. for Hiro, um, you know, she had a really a great character development where you know she showed that she cared about him and that she wanted to try and see if. You know, they could actually run a Kalaxosaur, or uh, not a Kalaxosaur, but a Franks together. And they couldn't because they were not compatible. It was, it does show that, like, um, with the show, it shows who's supposed to be compatible with who. Um, and they de- depicted that quite well, I suppose. But, uh, um, can I? Absolutely. Point. Just one quick point. I like how you said that because basically I am kind of learning the hard way is that you don't choose who you fall in love with. That's like a good yeah. metaphor for that. Yeah, you don't get to it's choose. Like, it just happens. Yeah, it's like with, with Hero and Zero Two, it was almost like that didn't, that wasn't planned out. It was like when they expected. It was just more like, oh, they just faithful encounter. And I was like, it just happened. And then Next thing you know, Zero Two crashed into the ship. And uh, it's funny because Hero's first partner, it was like, oh, 
You think you're going to do better than me? Fine. It's not like your dream girl is just going to fall out of the sky. And poof, there it is. Um, zero two. And then pretty much just imagine like this. Like, I got a perfect scenario. Just imagine these sexy, awkward children. Like, kind of like a lunch room setting. And then you just hear this banging on the door. Yes, I did this joke in the, a previous episode, but I'm doing it again. Like, you just, you just, you just hear this loud banging on the door. And he's like, what is going on? And then you know, the doors are flying. And you see this silhouette of a woman approaching. And there it is, zero two, walking in with her red eyes. Like, oh my God, she's not like other girls. Like, what is this? And then pee-pees are tingling. And I was like, uh... I'm experiencing something in my pants that I've never experienced before. Like, what is going on? And then she, yeah, what's zero, happening? Two, <laughs> zero Two walks over to Hero's uh, lunch table and I was like, hey kid, how would you like to lose your virginity? And Hero Two just, sit, just sitting there like, uh, what's virginity? And I was like, oh, sweet boy, you have so much to learn and I have so much to teach you. <laughs> like, God damn. <laughs> Okay. And then Ichigo, oh poor Ichigo. She got the rim treatment from ReZero. She got the rim treatment. Oh my god. She even had the same hair to a degree. That's how bad it is. Uh it's like Ichigo want Hero to love her and whatnot, but it was just like uh I don't like you like that. I'm I like you, but you know, just, we're friends. We, you know, just friends. Like, can we just be I friends? Like, no. I ignored everyone for you. I was like, uh, that sounds like a personal problem. Not a me. That's a you problem. <laughs> and then worst part is zero two. Like, Mister Steel Girls. Like, uh. Hero don't want to see you. I was like, no, he does want to see me. Like, he doesn't want to see you, basic bitch. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Like, like, she was so aggressive towards Ichigo. Like, uh, did she, like, strangle her at one point? I was like, oh, my God. No, it was Hero. Oh. But, uh, but I was like, oh, my God. Ichigo, please, you do not want those problems. Please. Please calm down. You don't understand what you're going up against. Yeah, you just don't understand. <laughs> well, uh, in the Franks on Hulu as well. Um, that one also has not just the English version, but it has the Japanese version as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, can we talk about that one blonde dude, Goro, how he liked Ichigo? But it was like he was basically simping for Ichigo until Ichigo realized that, yeah, Hero's not coming back. He's gone. I'm sorry. He went off into space with his giant mecha unicorn waifu who apparently became the front, the front, yeah, the front um, itself. And I was like, what is this? What is this? Why is this happening? Because trigger. Uh, oh, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I love I love this anime. It's definitely top three for me. Um, 
just because of the the love story behind it primarily um i really like the whole it. plot with a sex metaphor the whole time yes like, dude you know how oh. bad it is here's the detail that i don't think most people who probably have seen it but didn't notice really um let me see if you noticed have you noticed the uniforms yes okay you know that red part on their uniforms let me look it up real quick one moment please please hold okay take your time um darling in the front uniforms Um, are you talking like their their mecha uniforms or their uh, no. house uniform? House uniform. Yeah, their house uniform. Yeah. Okay. Tell me this: the girls have X's, and the boys have Y's on their uniforms. Yep. They sure do. Yeah. So the whole thing a sex metaphor because, like, yes, male and female they must. Ride a unit. They got to get inside this mecha, uh, and you know the girls have to like practically bend over doggy style uh, as they pilot it, <laughs> while the guy is just in the back. He's like, okay, he's enjoying two views, or like, it's almost like, uh, how how is he supposed to even focus? Like, like just imagine this like <laughs> real thick bit, especially like when they um, connect, got their handles, and like the girls like. They, like, make sexual sounds when they're connecting. Yes, it's like... And it's like, how am I supposed to ignore this? And I don't yeah. understand what's happening because nobody has told me anything about sex. No, no, no. You know, I, you know what I think it is? I think I have a theory here. Like, All right, uh, <laughs> Just imagine this. Imagine yes. if they won these fights with the power of sexual frustration. Oh my god. <laughs> Think about it. You'll be so frustrated. It's like, oh my fucking. <laughs> to be on that team, then literally any human being in existence. <laughs> it's always like, why is everything like, a struggle? <laughs> it's like, it's not like you want it so bad, but you can't have it. It's like, ah, I gotta contain myself. <laughs> And I had to fight. It's almost like it kind of like, uh, it's almost like a chemical fusion, you know, because like the adrenaline of battle, and you're also sexually frustrated. It's almost like you can your wires crossed to a point where it's like you're taking your sexual frustration out on the collapsosaurus. I was like, wow, really, really? Is this the show? Is this the show? I kind of got that impression though as well. Like when I first watched it. Because I remember just, like, I was just like, dude, these kids are practically, like, they're on the verge of, like, mating to an extent. But they're not. I do want to bring up, oh, my God, uh, that one kid, uh, what was his name? Uh, I don't want, I really don't want to say it, but the fat kid. No, you're Uh, good. Uh, The, the. The boy who had feelings for Kokoro 
and then was yeah. trying to fight Mitsuru because Kokoro wanted to team up with him. Yeah, I like how this dude was like, he really liked Kokoro, but uh, it was like, Kokoro was like, uh, oh, we're going to be partners? Cool. And then next thing you know, hey, Mitsuru, you want to be partners? Like, what the shit? And then he had to watch her get married and have his kid and I'm just like bro you just got cucked I'm sorry yeah. wait this man to rest pay effort respects put him in the coffin the you're done he's, <laughs> he's done oh my god <laughs> oh my god why yeah they had to do this man like that why what it's almost like Moral of the story, beta's gonna beta. Beta's gonna beta, and alpha's gonna alpha. And Pretty the much. Zero too. <laughs> Pretty much. Basically. <coughs> yeah. in the I would like to, um, if I may, I would like to touch on, because I know that you and I have both watched it at this point, the, uh, Kishibe Rohan. Yes. Now. Good. I like. First of all. I see. Um, when I watch these four episodes, uh, you're thinking, yeah, uh, Rohan Kishibe, he is trying to go find some inspiration for his manga and whatnot. But it felt like four different horror stories or you know weird um, events that's going on. Yeah, I want to say out of each episode, I am very particular about the second and the fourth. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, the second one being the one with the, uh, the fiance. Uh, yeah, she's getting uh, married off to this rich dude that she doesn't really want. But then there's this uh, guy on the side that she really wanted to be with. But, uh, you know, they were having their spats and whatnot. But uh, out of nowhere, a club that they weren't even familiar with kills him. And, you know, she has to, like, cover it up. And the way she had to cover it up was kind of fucked up because, you know, uh, she had to, like, roll him up in the um, rug, put him on top of the fridge and kind of keep it in place. But, uh... It was and almost like it was too. Something. Yeah, and she had to like use her tongue to uh, kind of like be like she a had drip to drink pant. the blood so that it wouldn't look like something is going on. Yeah, and I was like, wow. And people are sleeping on JoJo, really? Wow. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. So, like, get on it. Oh, JoJo's bizarre adventure. Get on it, please. Come on. Like, we'll even do a, a full review next year in the uh, in the anniversary like i don't know if it's like a major anniversary but um uh, basically on january 2nd that's the year when uh the manga uh january 2nd should be the uh same day the manga or the anime came out uh i got my notes kind of mixed up right now but um yeah basically we're gonna do a full review on like the entirety of jojo's bizarre adventure but until then, definitely check out um, JoJo Bizarre Adventure. Not on Netflix, because they're trying to get rid of it for some reason. Yeah, I don't understand why. 
27th of this month. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand why, but, you know, Netflix going to Netflix. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, my bad, I got off track. You're good. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure should be on Crunchyroll and Hulu. Yes. That's what I meant. Uh, Crunchyroll and Hulu. Check it out there. But uh, back to The Spoke Rohan Kishibe. Uh, I liked the second one, but I also liked the fourth one to where he would just um, have this weird uh, running battle with this gym rat who was this opposite avatar Hermes. That was fun for me. Yeah! But, uh, but uh, tell me your impression of the spoke Rohan Kishibe. I personally really liked it. And as you said, with, um, you know, the first and second or the second and fourth episode being the ones that really stood out to you the most, I can agree with that. Um, the f- so with the second episode, um, dude, she had his baby. The person that she killed, she still had his baby. And I'm kind of like, like, how did that happen? I was like, that is definitely a horror story. I was saying that, um, like, God forbid you have an argument with someone and try and, like, push them away. And then all of a sudden, oops, I just fucking killed you. Like, yeah. that horror story. That is definitely just- a real. Real life horror story, for sure. It's like one of those, like the um, title suggests, bizarre. Uh, it's like a bizarre, horribly realistic story. It's almost like it's it's very detailed. Like the oh, detailing yeah. of the horror, that's what gets you. It's almost like certain detailing, like especially with the art style. It's almost like it's like this creepy, menacing this lucid dread it's like ooh, like it's not just fights it's just the horror kind of creeps up on you it's like you just kind of forget that um it's almost like a dark fantasy story like a weird fantasy story of horror and action and not going lie a little flamboyance <laughs> yes but Yo, stop sleeping on Jojo Bizarre Adventure, please. Like, just give it a chance. <laughs> I yeah, swear. Definitely. I'm. I watched, I believe, the whole first season. I'm trying to rewatch it before they take it off of Netflix. Um, but oh, uh, the. Go. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, uh, you might as well go ahead. Uh, if you have like Crunchyroll or Hulu, you might as well make the transition now because. Really, they only have like the first two seasons. Like, wait a minute, they have Phantom Blood, uh, Battle Tennessee, of course, and I believe uh, Stardust Crusaders, I think. But uh, that's about it. Um, and then Diamond and Unbreakable and Golden Wind that's definitely on Crunchyroll. And um, I want to say Hulu, but you have to watch up to Diamond is Unbreakable uh, Part Four on Hulu, and then I think you have to like buy a premium add-on for Golden Wind. But I'm not that updated on it. But then again, I watched it all on 
Crunchyroll, so yeah. Okay. Well, cool. That's, I will, that's all uh, I want to Yeah, I'll pay attention to Crunchyroll then, because um, you can never go wrong with Crunchyroll. Or and VR... the... Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, I was going to say VRB too, because not only do you get the whole Crunchyroll um, collection, but you also get way more than that. Um, High Dive, for instance, because um, High Dive has some anime that you're not going to find anywhere else. So, uh, if not Crunchyroll, definitely check out VRB. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I will. That's all. Um, I think that uh, as far as like, oh my god, can I please move? Sorry, I'm playing Genshin as we're speaking. Um, trying to do my commissions for the day. And um, I think that I think that uh, Yushibei Rohan just being the four episodes and I don't know if you notice this as well but um, at the beginning it'll it actually starts like it starts off fucking hell. <laughs> um, I don't know why they're killing me so fast. But, uh, not every episode is actually in order, so they only have the four episodes, but the first episode starts at episode 16, and I believe the second one is, like, episode 9. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that's pretty cool, you know, that they, they have different, like, chapters that they included into this. Um... I suppose that uh, the best way to to describe the the episodes would be like fantasy, but like still realistic, like stories to an extent. You know, like like with the last episode, um, him having to like go against his enemy that's like trying to be like really really extra and like go and do like this this giant like race the 25k or 25 kilometer race that they did on the treadmills like why was that so intimidating first of all they did that really well i was i was on my toes about that the whole time but um yeah like I felt intense watching it. I was like, this is like, this is some good shit. Yeah, please understand. Like, if you think, um, wait, hold on. Uh, before I even get any further, uh, how many episodes are you into the main canon? Um, for, for JoJo's? Yes. I'm pretty sure, like I said, I'm pretty sure I finished the first season, but I'm trying to rewatch it now. I'm on, like, the third episode or so. Again. Okay. Um, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I yeah. liked the first season, but compared to everything else you're going to see, the first season is really slow. But, uh... Okay. Not, not to so say that the first season is bad. probably why I haven't watched the second season, I'll be honest. Yes. Uh, that's why I would say go ahead and um, make the transition to Crunchyroll because there's a way more to it. But uh, by the time you get to Stardust Crusaders, things are going to speed up, well, get intense so fast. You're just like, whoa, whoa, what 
it's almost like you just hit that point to where, okay, now you're where you need to be in order to fully enjoy JoJo's because it's almost like uh, the situations are going to get way more technical. It's almost like the re- the most ridiculous of ways to win battles. Uh, it's almost like very technical, very strategic. It's like, it's almost like you have to really think outside the box to kind of catch up. Well, to yes. keep up, in a way. Uh, because, like, oh, just, oh, just. Yeah. Like, uh, can, the way that you're describing it, now I've got to get on it. <laughs> yeah, because not the fights are not really that straightforward. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, the fights are not straightforward at all. It's almost like there's a lot of technicalities and all uh, counter strikes, you know, like um, it's almost like you think you got them, but no, you didn't. Uh, it's like this technicality, this small technicality that can make that can uh, clutch the whole fight, basically. That's what I'm trying to get. It's like, oh, just get on it, please. Oh, yeah. For sure, I will. I will be on that for one hundred percent. I'm gonna be watching as much anime as I can. Um, I start my new job tomorrow, so. Excellent. That's good. Uh, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about a new job since we are doing an interview on you? Actually, <laughs> actually, um, it is at the. So I live in Colorado. I actually live. 10 minutes from the heart of Denver um, and downtown we have what's called the VR arcade. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It is a VR arcade. You go in there and um, you know, you, you pay for like however much time you want to use the VR headsets and devices and you enjoy yourself. You have fun. Like there's so many different things that we've got. Um, like, like there's, we've got Star Wars, um, Beat Saber. I'm not sure if we have Trover Saves the Universe or not, but I would like to see that. Um, and then there's also, um, words, things. So we just got in the treadmills for the VR as well. So like running in game with the headset on and everything that's doable at our location. and. Uh, for any listeners, that's going to be, again, downtown Denver. And that's off of Market Street. It's going to be really cool. And I start tomorrow, so I'm really excited. Nice. I hope one day I get to visit Colorado, maybe see that VR arcade. And speaking of arcade, uh, don't forget, listeners, that we do have the Arcade Zone on Facebook to where any games that you may be interested in, we're free to talk about that. Now, um, where were we on? Okay, so we were I talking about Kishibe. Yeah, so we were t- talking about Kishibe. Of course, people, if you don't know that, it's going to be on Netflix. Um, just got added on there a few days ago. Mm. So enjoy yourselves on that. It's just four episodes, four 30-minute episodes, two hours every time. It's great. Worth yes. it. And another thing that's on Netflix that I think deserves attention is High Rise Invasion, a new yes. anime that hit anime in Netflix. Boy. That's my hands. 
because I loved yeah, it. Uh, tell me about it. Uh, tell me how you felt about High Rise Invasion. It was really cool. Um, man, it it shows a different level of like, in a sense, like 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 the mindset. I wouldn't say psychosis. But um, it definitely shows that people are able to overcome certain things that they're, like, being told to do, that they're commanded to do, and mm-hmm. still be the person that they are humanely supposed to be. Um, they were These people were transported to basically an alternate universe, in a sense, or a different, like... Have you seen Alice in Borderland yet? Let me ask you that. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, it was on my mind, but I... So, yeah, that's another one that we'll have to discuss at some point. But, um... So, in a sense, like, how... How... Arisu and his friends were transported from their universe into, like, a, a side universe or, like, a different, like, platform or... Mm. whatever they were they were put into a game yeah. it's kind of what happened in it's high rise invasion yeah yeah it's a very similar situation that they were put into and um you know they in order to survive you have to you have to kill people for the most part you have to selflessly and selfishly kill people for your own benefit I want to say that High Rise Invasion was like a kind of a good fusion of Feature Diary and this anime called Batum, because basically okay. the Batum um, is like murder survival, but they had different bombs. Like uh, each um, player had had uh, used bombs that were like different, like time bombs or you know something like that. But um, mm-hmm. it was kind of uh, honestly. It kind of reminded me of Batum because it was like very mature to a point where uh, one character, the blonde, a blonde girl, uh, basically she was kind of like she didn't. Uh, mm, uh, let me put it to you this way: uh, she and her friends in the past uh, they were with some gang, well, not gang, some band of boys. And they got invited over to their apartment. One thing led to another. Let's just say the boys wanted to have sex with them. The girls were into that, but they didn't want to take no for an answer. So, yeah. uh, The blonde, the uh, main girl I'm talking about, she escaped, but she pretty much left her friends to, you know, get taken advantage of. And the, um, the girls hated her for that, and she ended up because basically the whole point of Batum was these players were hated to some degree to where all the participants were pretty much wrote in like, okay, I hate this person, so I'm just going to make this person participate in a game where they have to um, fight for their survival. And that's pretty much what their friends did to where it's like, oh, well, you left us there with those men uh, to let them do whatever they wanted to us, so we are going to make you fight for your death. And um, then she went off there. And next thing you know, some dude's trying to do the same thing to her. But eventually she, that didn't happen to her either. But, you know, that was just her whole thing. 
And that will kind of remind me to high-rise invasion while I brought that up because you're thinking with that one guy with the overalls and who pretty much looked like he would be a serial killer, like kind of like look like Jason or Leatherface. You know that guy I'm talking about uh, with the machete. Yeah, that guy. You thought he would have done it, but no. Two cops show up, um, and then the older cop gets killed by the younger cop, and then the younger cop tries it. And I was like, bruh, that's dirty as hell. Yeah, I thought, mm, I had a lot of thoughts about that, but the way that, you know, um, like, the sniper mask. Yeah. Um, Just pretty much took him out. Yeah, I thought the sniper dude, like, had a really good character development. Also, I love the fact that the person who voice acts sniper is also the person who voice acts Legoshi from Beastars. And honestly, he's got a great voice. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. For, for acting, he's got a great voice. For sure. Uh, and another surprise that I wanted to bring up, uh, Kuan, the uh, real g- girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, with her voice, it was by Stephanie Shea. And you might remember that voice as being Hinata from Naruto or Ihime from Bleach. And so many other characters. You was like, oh, what? Man. Now that you point that out, I can't unhear it. Yeah. It's like, That's just imagine. A- yeah, Kuan is not exactly like Hinata when you think about it. Like, just, just a little bit. Just a, just a smidge, you know. Yeah, just a little bit. Like, <coughs> Invasion was fantastic. That was just recently added to Netflix. Um... There's 12 episodes on that, so you got a nice day you want to spend off watching a new anime, check that out for sure. It was very oh, well done. Yeah, be- definitely, because uh, what I liked about it, was, before I uh, wrap it up on that, I just liked how the premise of it was, alright, either jump off this building or we'll kill you trying. So it's almost like, basically, they're just going to keep swinging their swords or uh, try to shoot at you and kind of like, oh, you know what? It wasn't a uh, future diary that I was thinking about what High Rise Invasion reminded me of. It kind of reminded me of Dungan Rampa because uh, it's almost like despair. They kind of uh, kind of banked on the idea of despair onto people. And if you haven't seen Dungan Rampa, get on that immediately. It is. I haven't good seen as it yet, actually. I gotta Ooh. watch it. It is on Hulu and Crunchyroll, as far as I remember. Word. So, yes. That oh, that definitely got to be on a future episode. We definitely gonna do an extreme review on it. Okay. Uh, cool. Because it is that good. I swear to you. Get into it. Um, I will. But yes, High Rise Invasion on Netflix. Please get on it. If you will, because it is like bloody violent and very good. Uh, what else do we have on the docket? Um, I have one thing that I would like to talk about because I just finished this anime, even though it's been out for a moment. Okay. Um, the Promised Neverland. Oh, Please tell yes. me you've seen it. 
I've seen season one. Okay, yeah, I've I've seen season one, so I haven't I haven't gotten any further. But yeah, dude, um, that was seen... a whole trip. Oh uh, yeah, because uh, you're thinking like, okay, this is just the story with these children. They're on this uh, this patch of land and whatnot. They just can't go over past that wall and whatnot. But in reality, it's just more like, okay. The adults have to like, you know, kiss kiss up to the real bosses, you know, the demons. You know, Promise mm-hmm. Neverland has a very weird relation to real life because think about it. Um the children, they're pretty much getting carted off to where they're just getting eaten by the demons or whatnot. But it's almost like a metaphor to where uh your childhood dies and once you're an adult, you're just this soulless per well this um this incubator you know this curator uh this shepherd to send lambs to the slaughter you know yeah i don't know because it's almost like uh then you have your superiors because you pretty much answer to them so it's almost like you uh make your children go through the same thing it's almost like uh either they have to pretty much uh go with the flow of everybody else or they just break out on their own yeah and what i um what i thought about the promised neverland was i don't know if you noticed this as well but the boys i think all the boys except for um what's his name words things um not ray the other boy with the silver Norman. hair. Norman. Yes. Norman. Um, Norman, I think, is one of the few exceptions where he actually did not get sacrificed. He is now going to become a director of one of the facilities or is going to be trained to become a director. And mm. that's basically um, like Emma was yeah. offered a position of mom. And obviously, sister uh, Corla, I believe her name was. Um, God, she was fucking terrifying. Let's be honest. She oh, had the a black lady. Yeah, yeah she had that, fucking personality. Oh my god, uh, like that terrified me. But only yeah. so only, some kids are qualified to be higher up than what they are supposed to be, which is food for the slaughter. You know, they're supposed to be high-grade meat for the demons because the demons and the human world have made a pact. And it has been like that for a few centuries now or so. Um, but nobody really knows about that. Um, and man, every time I just kept getting into each episode, it was just another, like, mind-blower. It was a, Morty's mind-blowers. <laughs> It's exactly what it was for me. It it really took me back because of the fact that like like these kids are orphans and I'm assuming, you know, me not being an orphan in real life. I can only imagine what being an orphan would be like. Because in a sense it's like I'm probably never going to see these people again. These are these are my family members that I have known and loved for all my life and 
here we are, they're just never coming back. And your childhood dies, as you said, because so many realistic things start happening. Like that little boy, Phil. Yeah. Four years old. Man, I actually was on the verge of tears when he was like, don't worry, I'll be okay. Just come back in two years. I was like, no way, man. Please don't. Please don't break my heart. I was like, you do not understand the situation. Yeah. I mean, like, he did. Like, he did not. Like, it makes sense. And I was like, you're a smart kid, dude. And, like, that's the thing is, like, kids who are raised in such a way where things are different and people react a certain way, they're they're smarter than what they let on. Mm. And, uh, man, I I got to get on the second season. Me too, honestly. Like, uh, I don't know why I haven't before, but I definitely get on. Promise Neverland season two definitely should be on Crunchyroll. Yeah, I'll have to check it out for sure. Uh, was there something? But yeah, that's all I wanted to say was that was a phenomenal fucking anime. I don't know why I haven't watched it sooner. If you haven't watched it, go fucking watch it. Oh my god. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Uh, mm, was there anything else that we had in mind? Uh, Pacific Rim the Black. Have you seen that one on Netflix? Um, I have started watching it. I'm not done yet. But it, I like it so far. It's really interesting. Um, man, I've, I, like, so my boyfriend actually knows a lot about, like, the backstories and stuff or, like, further information mm. on, like, Kaiju and, um, you know, the Mecca and stuff. Oh, shit. And, you know, first of all, how did they manage to get the Mecca to merge and basically mate in some way with the kaiju. How did that happen? <laughs> I that's have. Like, right. That's that's one of the things. It's like it it's that's happening in this season or in this show. Um like the one of the I shouldn't say one of the first, I should say probably like the second episode. Um, they do come across one of the, the kaiju that, like, you don't fully see it. But what you do see is not full kaiju. It is definitely mecha with the kaiju. And I'm like, ah. It gives me anxiety. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Like mecha Godzilla. Pretty much, yeah. Like, yeah, basically. Um, but, uh, it's pretty good so far. I can't wait to finish it and give a full review on it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I need to finish that too, to be honest with you, because I'm only like four or five episodes in. Um, but it looks interesting so far with the um, plot of, you know, twins stranded looking for their parents. They have to get in the robot. And you know, fight for their lives. Pretty much saying yeah. they're in the front, but you know, not that forced on them. You know, they just have to, you know, find their parents. Yeah. They uh yeah, they it's it's really good so far. You know, they're trying to figure out exactly what's what's happening and 
how to fix it. And I think that the way that it's going is going to lead to a really big, um, a really big twist in the plot. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, well, you know, I think that's about it as far as like anime, TV shows and whatnot. But, uh, Let's go ahead and try to get into the last leg of our podcast. And um, speaking of which, if you are ever interested in getting your own podcast out there, I would highly recommend Buzzsprout to where there's a lot of tools and resources that will help you get more comfortable getting to podcasting. Because honestly, this is pretty fun for me. And um if you do decide to get a paid subscription to Buzzsprout, you do get a $20 gift card to Amazon upon your second invoice. So if you're ever interested in whether it's on your own or with a team like I have, you want to get your voice out there, try Buzzsprout. Um, and definitely they'll work with you to make sure that your voice get as much reach as possible. But um let's just go ahead and get into the last segment of our podcast where all about you, Coatera. <laughs> Since it, your birthday passed. Uh, let's go ahead and ask you some questions if you don't mind. So that way we can try to get familiar with more familiar with each other as well as let the listeners know that hey we're people too we're not just all about the um culture like you know what's going on in I the young world like boop, boop, beep, bop. yeah you know give it, give it a chance to get to know us too um so pretty much we'll try to do something like this each time we have a birthday to where okay uh birthday passed so now it's uh, a chance to get to know us personally uh, now you, Koa. Uh, question number one. Uh, how many cups of coffee, tea, or beverage of choice do you have each morning? And keep in mind, these are some like random icebreaker questions that kind of like <laughs> pulled good. out of a hat. <laughs> that's fine. So, um, that's yeah. that's a really good question. Um, I don't generally drink coffee, to be honest with you. Um, I am a hot tea kind of gal. Um, my favorite tea is kava tea. It's this stress relief tea. And I swear to God, when you drink one cup, you feel like, like you're really relaxed. And it's awesome. I really love it. Um, if I had to drink my tea every day, I would. But right now, I do not have any. Um, I... My other beverage of choice would be Dr. Pepper because I am a fiend and it lives uh, in veins. Yeah. Um, uh, have, you like the barbecue water. <laughs> How do you... <laughs> yeah, I have a not, It's not good. <laughs> Gross. <Yeah. laughs> Dr. Pepper hairs. Like... Um, there's some Dr. Pepper fans that are really mad right now. Like, I can y'all stomach that 
23 flavors okay. of barbecue water. Like, <laughs> it was like uh, one time I drank uh, some vanilla pepper just uh, because I hate myself that much. I was like, you know what? I'm done with life. I'm just drinking Dr. Pepper. Maybe that'll uh, end me. <laughs> now, that's how you got self hatred within you. You just start drinking so much Dr. Pepper. <laughs> your blood. Like doctors go and take your blood. I can't. There are no red blood cells. It's just bubbles from Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it's like Willy Wonka. You just like just nothing but carbonated water. Everything is edible. Yes. Everything. Yes. Everything is edible. I'm like, oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So to answer that question, that's what I got. I I enjoy a healthy dose of self-hatred every day. Personally, like, you know what I've been getting to? Body armor. Like, these things oh, are delicious. Body armor bro. is delicious. Oh, man. Especially because, like, I know, I know the type of work that you do. And, like, that stuff's super important. Um, yeah. Especially because of the fact that, like, you can lack nutrients, especially if you're not eating super well. Um, you should definitely try and uh, keep your nutrients up by getting drinks that will will keep you better. You know, Gatorade and Powerade is cool, but sometimes you need a little bit more. Yes, uh, instead of Gatorade and Powerade, I would recommend Body Armor, Propel Water, and Karma Water. Like, you know, like, when you get a Karma water, you get that, infuse it, like, press that um, button at the top, and then just uh, the probiotics and whatnot, the flavoring just um, falls down. You just shake it up real good, and, oh. Uh, I have not yeah. Karma water. Now I do. I do know of it. Like, see, here's my problem. I was, like, one of those kids to where I kind of didn't like drinking water just because it didn't have uh, flavor, really. Like, I just... I was just more about the flavor than anything. Like, uh, that's why it was easier to get uh, addicted to, like, uh, a lot of uh, sugar, uh, uh, you know, drinks with a lot of sugar in it because, you know, the flavor. Right, but, like, man, even drinking or something, you know, like, it's better than drinking water. Yeah, but, man, if stuff like this was available, like, 10, 20 years ago, it would have been over. Like, ooh. Like, forget everything else. Like, I'll just be drinking nothing but body armor, caramel water, propel water, and also V8. That's it. I'm set. That's all I drink. V8's actually pretty good, too. They have that, like, strawberry banana one that I really like. Yes. Uh, also, iced tea. Like, brisk. Like, uh, I've been drinking a lot of brisk uh, lately, too. You know, like, iced tea, the strawberry lemonade and whatnot. Yeah, like, uh, at this point, uh, I'm really trying to transition away from soda. Like, I will drink soda, no problem, but more like I'm not trying to drink as much as I did when I was a kid because, you know, I'm getting older. I need to watch my sugar and all that. Um, but yeah, body armor, all that. Yes, I would recommend the hell out of all of that. Um, more questions. Now, we did talk about drinks, but what would you like to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner if you were to pick your palate? Okay. 
that's a good question too. Uh, I don't like cereal very much. What? I love cereal. Uh, I, not that much. I don't eat it that much. Like certain cereals, I like, but I can only eat so much at one time before I'm like, I'm good. Like I don't, I don't want anymore. Um, I like French toast and waffles for breakfast. Um, I'm a sucker for maple syrup, especially. Um, and being raised in New York, like in Buffalo, having had maple syrup like from Canada was the best, dude. It was awesome. Um, for lunch, I mean, I guess like, can I kind of like do like two different dinner combinations since like. They kind of hey, like, your palate is whatever you want to eat. Cool. So like, I like spaghetti with meatballs. I know that's very simple, but um, you know, I I take my ground beef, do some onions and fresh garlic in there, brown it all up, make it nice and tasty. Nice, nice sauce to add with it, and some spaghetti, and we're good. Um, I also so I make this really bomb ass beef stew. If I could eat that every day, I probably would. Um, But it's quite expensive when I make it. It's like a $50 meal. (laughs) Because I get this giant rump roast and I dice it myself. And I like, yeah, I make a really hearty beef stew and it's. I'm just like, that beef stew better. Replace all the protein shake and protein powers that I got with all the protein that I got because I don't know about uh, fifty dollars just for a bowl of it. Oh no, uh, not for a whole bowl, but for like a whole ass pot that I make. Oh, out. it's like six servings at least. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Will get you pretty full, especially if you're eating it with like French bread or something like that. Um. Ooh. And then I also make really good chicken enchiladas. You know, you know when you were saying like French toast, and I love French toast and whatnot. Uh, I would definitely say definitely on Texas t- uh, toast. You know, it was really thick slices. I was like, yes, I love Texas toast. That garlic te- Texas toast. Yes, wonderful. I love it. Um, I see on. So- Go ahead. I was going to say, so, yeah, I mean, as far as food goes, I, like, really, I do like meaty meals, but I also do like meals that are a little bit lighter, like salads and stuff as well. Um, You know, simple things that aren't too harsh on the stomach. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well. Tell me, what do you like? Yeah, I was going to get to that because, in all fairness, if I'm going to ask you these questions, I should be comfortable enough to uh, disclose something uh, for myself. Uh, food, oh, man. Like, you could say I'm a foodie, but even though I don't eat as much as I should, but I like a lot of different foods. Like, um, if I were to pick out what I would want to eat for, like, breakfast, lunch, dinner, or what, or whatever else, um, whenever I can get it, uh, let me see. I like bacon, eggs, uh, French toast, waffles, pancakes, 
cereal, of course, you know, like, but specifically more like cinnamon toast crunch, uh, frosted flakes, apple jacks, lucky charms, uh, Reese's pub. Oh, just let me just get off cereal. <laughs> um, anyways, um, I like eating different like fruit cups, you know, like um maybe pineapple or mandarin oranges or peaches or whatnot because I'm trying to uh do like healthy snacks nowadays, you know, like granola bars, uh you know, Quest, uh Quest Nutrition, they have like these granola bars, these chips to where it's like protein. So it's almost like a healthy snack. So it's like as much as I like Doritos and whatnot, I want to at least have snacks to where it kind of helps me more than it just makes me fat. So, yeah, uh, on top of all that, I do exercise, try to exercise like two, three times a week to balance everything out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, there's uh, more. Uh, nowadays, I like seafood a lot, like way more. Um uh, then I remember because, you know, I would eat a lot of shrimp, sushi, uh, different types of fish, you know, like whether it's tilapia, salmon, tuna, uh, snapper. Oof. I love salmon. I love salmon. I also love crab legs religiously, and it's kind yes. of... Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh, man. Crab legs are so expensive. Hush puppies with um I wanna say grits too sometimes, but it really depends on the grits. Like as long as you like put a fair amount of butter and salt and maybe some pepper in it, then okay, just a little bit of grits. Um you know, fish and chips. Uh, not just um uh, the usual uh French fries, but you know, I like the waffle fries and also the seasoned fries that you could get at uh like checkers or uh rallies whatever is available man those are some good (laughs) yeah i was like and i it was a game changer we can buy those at walmart i was like oh we just gotta buy these and put in the air fryer i was like yes did you know that chick-fil-a is now releasing their chick-fil-a sauce to walmart in 16 ounce bottles for real yes Ah, uh, yes. It's so, it's so good. Oh, oh my God. Coming out. Oh, wait. Uh, let me finish uh, as far as food. Uh, you know, for a while, I just love my mom's chili. Like, it's just Ooh, the best. Okay, but does it have beans in it or no beans? It does have beans. Good. Yeah. I just like it does beans. have this is a controversial no, no. argument. Some people, <laughs> some people don't. I also like no, no. My, it, my chili. It had to have kidney beans, bro. It had to have kidney yes. beans at least. At least. Yes. Now, here's the thing, though. I love um, chili so much. It got to a point where not only would I say I would only prefer chili on my birthday, which is why every time my birthday comes around. It's always chili ready for me. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Uh, you got to a point where if you make chili around me, I got to taste it first. Like, it's like, 
Urban, we made chili. Um, come taste it. So make sure it's great. I was like, all right. Uh, and he's like, I just walk out like this as for us, like stand back. Okay. And then I was like, like um, just make the ancestors speak for me. It's like okay, put the right amount of seasoning and everything in there. I was like, enough, my child. You put in enough. I was like, all right, let's do a taste test. Mmm, divine, delicious, perfect. It's done. Um, I don't mean to interrupt you, but as I said earlier, I'm playing Genshin Impact, and I fucking hate myself. I'm in the Golden House, and I didn't realize I'm about to fight Child. Oh. <laughs> oh my. Have fun with that. Yeah, at least I have three healers on my team. Oh, yeah. Uh, which ones? Uh, I have Barbara, Bennett, and mm. Diana. Not bad. And then I have my traveler with me, and my traveler is my highest level right now. She's level seventy. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I've been I've been buffing her as much as I can. Like, see, all of my characters. Well, and on average, all of my characters are at least level forty. But I do have pretty much all of them. So I want to say my roster right now will probably be like. Uh, D Luke, uh, mm-hmm. Sucrose, mm-hmm. and Lisa. You uh, kind of like distorted yeah, I, moment. Yeah, my bad. Uh, I just know my uh, Sucrose I, and D Luke. Who were the other two? Kiki and mm-hmm. Lisa. Yeah. I've been trying to buff Lisa. I want to make her stronger than Razor. Like, I'm going for, like, pure destruction AoE, but also uh, with a little bit of tanking and healing. I also have, like, Kui and whatnot, so yeah, that's the thing. Please don't die. Okay, so what's your next question? Oh, uh... Are you a morning person or a night owl? I am a night owl for sure. Um, I <laughs> that one. Um, I would love to just sleep all day and, um, you know, enjoy myself. Hey, get back here. I'm trying to kill you. Definitely. I feel that because um, nowadays, it, here's the thing. Nowadays, I'm more like a night owl because of my work schedule. Like, I work almost every night. Um, so even on days off, it's almost like I'm more active at night than during the day. And it kind of feels like you can get more done when it's, like, quiet and you're on your own. Like, you kind of, like, focus on yourself a little bit more if you're, like, in a really productive mood. Like, if you're, like, really bored, you could be, like, up at night, like cooking food, um, getting your clothes put up, um, after it being in the waste basket, well, not waste basket, uh, laundry basket for, like, weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. like, kind of get things done kind of mood, but, of course, playing video games or whatever you want to do, like, read a book. Yeah, like, I kind of prefer doing that at night. In fact, after this podcast, there's a bunch of things I want to do, like, Fin- uh, finishes one chapter of the book, uh, exercise a little bit, get caught up on some shows and movies, 
And it kind of feels better doing that at night during during the day because I feel like with the day, nothing wrong with that, but more like, I don't know, it kind of feels like, yeah, the day's just started. And, oh, I don't know about all that. I just kind of want to rest. I don't know about all that. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I'm the same way. Oh, but uh, another question. Uh, speaking of when I was saying about exercise, uh, what's your favorite way to get in some exercise? I enjoy. Um, so I like to go to the gym myself. And. <laughs> oh, he uses different elements. Oh, God. Um, please stop. Um, I like to go to the gym and like, I'll do stairs because as a woman having my, my legs and my ass look as nice as possible, you know, that's, that's important. Um, I also work on, um, toning my body as best as I can. Um, Mm. I have, uh. I have some stomach that I want to get rid of, so like abs and stuff too, you know. Bruh, I want those Aaron Yeager abs, bruh, for real. <laughs> oh, you see him? Uh, I have not. Uh, I'll show you a picture. I'll, I'll send you a picture, but watch this. Uh, but yeah, like I'm trying to get into shape too, to a point where, uh, especially for the summer, because. I definitely want to feel a lot better about myself as a person. I mean, I feel good, but, you know, it's more like I can do better, though. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I'm about to see you picture right now. Uh, okay, okay. Check your uh, inbox. Uh, but, oh yeah. Um, I so I can't check right now. <laughs> so what now? I did not realize because I'm still fight. I'm in the second phase of child. How many phases does he have? Oh. Gotcha. But uh it's I already sent you the picture, but uh yeah, uh my favorite way of getting exercise, dumbbells. Like because oh, uh, I feel like with dumbbells squats. Yes, yeah, like squats and you know, bicep curls and push ups sometimes. It's almost like using dumbbells is like a fun way of getting things done same thing with these uh forearm strengtheners like really with machines you kind of feel like iron man trying to uh get in shape like using machinery and whatnot so uh going to the gym is definitely great but uh i'm definitely going to look into getting like a Bowflex home gym system for myself so that way if i can't go to the gym i at least got the gym at home if that makes sense yeah of course you at least got something you can do. Yeah. So it's almost like no excuses. You got equipment at home. Yeah. I mean, even for me, I, I believe I told you a while ago that uh, I personally was doing like, um, and I'm checking that message now. I just defeated child. Thank God. None of my characters died. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. Um, the Aaron Yeager abs? Yeah. Um, yeah. I would like to so like me personally i can um i can sit at home and do 100 squats and 100 sit-ups every single day like um people were calling me saitama for a bit because i was doing that <laughs> to the point where i hey, was that's the challenge. 
yeah, it is a great challenge. Doing that shit for like 30 days will get you ripped, let me tell you. With the yeah. right diet, oh man. Um mm. this man's just turned into Rex Lapis, didn't he? <laughs> no, he did not. Okay, I misunderstood. Um but yeah, I I enjoy exercise. Um, even like water aerobics, like going swimming and stuff. Oh man, I could go to a pool and swim for like forever. Yes, I was telling a friend of mine that uh, as much as the, I'm not a strong swimmer, but I am trying to get better at swimming. But I definitely enjoy pool time, especially during like, the summer. So that's why I brought up uh, getting my summer body ready because you know it's March now. If I get started now, I might look more presentable by June, July. Uh, uh, okay. We discussed, so we discussed drinks, we discussed meals, um, and also what was the, we just talked about exercise. Uh, another thing, uh, what's the last great uh, TV show or a movie you wanted? That I wanted, like, no, watch. My bad. No, you're good. Um, why the fuck is he still? There's a form. Um, sorry, I'm freaking out at the moment. Thank God I have three healers. Fucking hell. Sorry, Um, I I was getting some uh, questions mixed up, and I said, uh, oh, watch that one. Um, I I loved um. I, as I mentioned earlier, I watched the Biggie documentary earlier, um, like, this weekend, and that was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, I like documentaries for no reason at all. Um, and I also, so my favorite movie of all time, I guess I could start there. My favorite movie of all time is The Beatles' The Yellow Submarine. For several reasons, um, my grandmother raised me on the Beatles, so I have a, a an appreciation for it, always. Um, and then, I would say the last movie that I watched that I really enjoyed was probably um, the second Borat movie, the the uh, subsequent movie film. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh shit. Um I am dying. I am dying. Oh my god. <laughs> um but yeah, so I that much hard time. He is. He's in his I I would hope to god final form. Um he had, you know, this big giant fucking cinematic where he evolved or whatever. And um I think that, uh, like, for movies, I love comedies, and I love action films as well. Last year, I believe, there was a movie that came out, oh, God, um, called Spencer Confidential and also Six Underground. Um, They're two different Mm. movies, but they were both on Netflix, and they're both pretty good. I like them. Um, For the love of God. Um, 
I'm very sorry. Um, may I also mention TV shows that I like thoroughly enjoyed? Yes. Okay. Um, I really liked, um, like for TV shows, Riverdale. I know that's really cliche, but I super, super enjoyed Riverdale. No, nah, I wouldn't say cliche. Um, what do you um, like? Enjoy about it. I enjoy that. Um, you know, there's different plots and stuff. You know, like like they all got their own thing going on, but there's always some like weird fuck shit happening as well. Um, oh my god, how is <laughs> how am I dying? How am I dying? How am I dying? Um. So yeah, uh, I like Riverdale. Um, Riverdale is also partially connected to the um, Sabrina universe, the Chilling Adventures specifically. Um, and I loved that show. I will always fucking praise that show. It was remarkable. Um, I think it was super well done. Um, what other shows did I like? Um, I don't even know. I've watched so many things that I don't even know anymore. I just, Barbara just died. Oh. She is my main healer. Um, that's not good. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, thank God I can heal. <gasps> but, um, yeah. What about you? What movies do you like? What is the last great movie that you particularly liked? Ah, that's a good question. Um, great. Hmm. Let's see. I want to say the Coming to America sequel. That's the last movie I've seen recently, and I want to say it's kind of great, but it really depends on uh, how you feel about it. Like, because basically. If you've seen the first Coming to America, that you might like this one because it kind of reminds you a lot of about what happened in the first film. And in a way, it kind of makes you think, really, that's the whole film? Like, basically, uh, these two guys go to America to kind of uh, work out who they want, who uh, the prince, Akeem, wanted to marry and uh the king was under the assumption that he was just going to you know bang some chicks until he come to his senses and then he's going to come back to zamunda and uh marry this chick that uh we arranged for him but that didn't what happened uh he ended up falling in love with a girl named lisa now in the sequel that's expanded upon where it's been 30 years since um coming to America, um the plot of that, which kind of makes sense because I believe uh, coming to America it was that old, um so I think it was like thirty years since the first one, so they just came about with uh the sequel, and not only did a bunch of uh, characters from the first one made appearance. Um, but some new ones came out, and the whole point of the uh, plot is basically a king, now the king, because the, um, the previous king uh, passed away, 
Uh, he has three daughters, three great daughters. Um, but the problem is they believe that he has to have a son, a male heir to the throne. And he didn't have a son, or at least so he thought. Uh, apparently, and here's what pissed me off about uh, how this happened. Apparently, he did have a bastard son. But how this happened was basically during the first movie, uh, untold story, before he even met Lisa, Akeem and Semi went to this apartment with some girls. Uh, and this one chick, Mary, um, he was hooking up with Akeem. He wasn't that into it, but here's what pissed me off about how this came about. Basically, dude smoked some weed, and apparently that messed up his memory so much that he doesn't even remember having sex with a woman that ended up having his baby. Oh, damn. Yeah, like, how does weed does that? I... How do you... I don't understand if you were, like, blackout drunk, but I never heard anybody getting so high they just forgot they were banging somebody. Like, you don't... I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, it happened. Dude's, like, 30 years old and finding out that his father is now king of Zamunda and he get dragged into it and all, but uh, without spoiling it for much, it's like, basically... Uh, Akeem wanted him to be ready to uh, be the next heir, but things don't go exactly as planned. Uh, but uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, try to watch it on Prime Video. I'm definitely going to do a review on the first and second coming to America because I have way more points than that, but I'm not trying to get into that uh, too far. But... Um. Uh, I do have a Go question. Ahead. Who uh, who stars in that movie? Uh, Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, uh, Leslie Jones. Yes! Mm, Wesley Snipes was in that one. Uh, okay. One with Michael Blackson, you know, uh, that one dude, uh, like that African dude from uh, the second Friday movie, if you remember. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. That, yeah, that guy that made a big stink about on um, the CDs and mm. he was just, uh, yeah, yeah, that uh, African dude is like, uh, you motherfuckers, you know, that guy. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, oh, check this out. The one thing that also pissed me off about the king was that he knew he was going to die soon, so he was like, he wants his funeral, but he wants to uh, attend the funeral while he's alive. So, they basically make the funeral in advance. He was enjoying the whole thing, had this whole beautiful um, ceremony where Morgan Freeman, yes, not even not even like a character, but no, they just hired Morgan Freeman to narrate his story while um, this whole performance with uh, people like the salt and pepper and uh different famous faces like this whole ceremony for his funeral before he even died and just when everything was pretty much done he uh a king comes over to the king and then 
the king was like all satisfied and whatnot. And then he was like, uh, just want to let you know that I'm going to die. And then he died. That was his last words, <laughs> by the way. I'm going to die. And then I'm going to die. Yep, all right. That's it. <laughs> I was like, really? Really? That's like the weirdest way to go out. It's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have my funeral first. And I'm like, okay, this is all nice. Now I'm, I'm, that's it. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> I, uh, I head out. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is satisfactory. So it's almost like he lived long enough to see his own funeral play out. Like, wow. You can't make this up. I was like, I would, I, I don't know. I don't know. That was just so weird to me. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of a funny movie. Um, definitely check it out. Um, another question I have on trying to keep things moving because, believe it or not, uh, we have hit our two hour mark on the podcast. Oh, That's man. the first. Hey! <laughs> yeah, That's this awesome. is the first time it'd be more than two hours. Um, <coughs> sorry about that. Uh, one okay. question I have: Have you ever been told you look like someone famous, and who was it? I have. Yeah, and I've I know. Been told, yeah. I have <laughs> been told two different people. The first one I got was Halsey. Do you remember when my hair was blue? Yes. That, like, teal, like, almost, like, mermaid-like blue? Yeah. Yeah, I was told then several times that I looked like Halsey, and people loved it. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. Um, I loved it. I loved that compliment. And because I sing her music a lot. I actually, um, fun fact about me, I, do, I am musically inclined. I do sing a lot. Um, but yeah. And then the other person I was told that I not only kind of, I wouldn't say necessarily look like, but personality wise is Aubrey Plaza. And I don't think in my life I have like, that's, that's one of the top tier compliments I have ever received. Um, I loved the fact that I was basically called Aubrey Plaza, and I was like, thank you. <laughs> like, I love her. Yeah, she was great in both uh, Community. I mean, not Community. Uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec-, 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 Rec. My bad. I got the two. Uh, fixed the, uh, it was Parks and Recreation, but also Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I loved her in both those things. Mm-hmm. I did as well. She had great roles. Every role that she plays. I still haven't seen the new Chucky that she was in. Oh, yeah? Okay. I heard uh, that, that it might was be a thing for it. Oh, go ahead. I heard that it was okay. That was, that was all I was saying. Ah, okay. 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 No, I was going to... Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I was thinking that it might be a thing for October when we do our Halloween thing. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh oh yeah. Uh, as for me, I got called to. Well, hold on. Before I even get to me, uh, 
I know I'm guilty of calling you look like someone famous with the whole Melanie Martinez hair you yes, had going on. Oh yeah, I I have um my current hair right now is still split half and half. But um I also yeah, you you have also complimented me and said that I looked like <laughs> Melanie Martinez and that was also one of the best compliments I've ever received because I also sing her music and um I I thoroughly love her personality and aesthetic, so fuck it. Uh, have you ever considered going green and black to look more like Billie Eilish? Yes, I have, actually. Um, <laughs> I do want to do that hairstyle at some point. However, I'd probably invest in a wig at that point. Yeah, that's it. What okay. am I doing? Okay. Well, um, for me... I would say I, as far as famous people, it was three people. It was okay. Easy E, uh, yeah, I can see. Tyler James Williams, you know from Everybody Hates Chris, but uh, you know older. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Orlando Jones by uh, by one of my cousins uh, because you know uh, basically specifically from the movie Drumline. Well, like one band, one sound, and and now that I got these reading glasses, I definitely look like Orlando Jones a little bit, just a little bit, but not really. It's almost like you can kind of tell. Almost like I got that same vibe going on at this point. It's almost like almost like a no nonsense kind of vibe going on. But you know, I I got jokes too. But at the same time, it's almost like. You can just kind of tell by my aura, I'm just like, I'm just like no one to play with. Um, the other personality or um, lookalike that you are, and it's not necessarily a um, real life person, but I would still consider him a real life person. Miles Morales. Oh, I Miles. appreciate that. Oh, you know what? If we're not, if we're doing animated, you know who else I got um, reference to? Static Shock. Like, Basically, yeah, I can see that. Like, because with the dress and whatnot, like all I need is the um costume and I'm good. Like boom. Like almost like a real life static shock. And then if I started posting that on uh Facebook and whatnot, and then people like discover like, yo, this dude looks just like him. And I was like, get this kid in the movie now. <laughs> Oi, oi, oi. Yeah. That'd be fun, but not really. Uh, not really. I mean, <laughs> I mean, not that it won't be really fun, but more like I highly doubt that I have it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about. It. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh. Uh, um, have you reference to anybody else? Anyone else? <laughs> no. I don't think so. I think that's about it. Hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, one question I had. Uh, yeah. If you could learn one new professional skill, what would it be? A new professional skill? Um, yes. I would have to say probably um 
right now, I believe you also know this is um, I'm trying to basically get my own internship for tattooing. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah, like um, um, so. Right. So basically, because learning all of the different aspects of like how how to be a not just a professional tattoo artist, but also. Um, but also, you know, the different did I, words, techniques, things. Yes. Yeah, I still, um, I also have, like, so much knowledge based on my, um, what's it called? My, like, cosmetology skills. So, like, there's still so much that I can learn from that. So, um, yeah. You know? Gotcha. What about I will highly Yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to support you on the whole tattooing thing because uh, I feel like a lot of people definitely want to get tattoos. Uh, me, personally, I don't know about all that. Maybe if I had the right body for it, but uh, I honestly, it's really come down to, I just don't know if I want anything just permanently etched onto my body just you know I think tattooing is cool we just you know I don't know if that's it for me but uh if I could pick up one new professional skill I want to say digital art because digital art is definitely a good one yeah because people saying that oh you can do like on photoshop and whatnot is supposed to be easier compared to traditional art, but I still feel like I need to get into traditional art as well, just so it'd be like I can't just begin at digital art because it kind of feels like I just don't know how to go about it, or I just feel like there's some sort of artistic block that I'm not accessing that, um, like, why can't I just sit down and just draw something like that's just my problem it's like the motivation just isn't there but i'm working on it i'm definitely working on it yeah uh, i mean it's i feel fun. like yeah it's uh, not always my, something you can just pick up right off the bat you know yeah and that's kind of my problem it's almost like i feel like if i'm not at least uh half good at it at first then i feel like it's just going to be an upwards battle to where I'm trying spending years just to perfect a skill and it just feels like I'm just wasting uh, so m- much time trying to do it. But then again, it's not really a waste of time if you're trying to improve yourself. Uh, but it's like, you know, we only have so much time and just kind of don't want to uh, feel like you know how um, some people kind of like fear failure. That's the main problem. It's like you just don't want to end up investing all this time into something that just didn't work out or you weren't actually cut out for it. But then again, that's probably just the insecurity talking. So I guess mm-hmm. the best thing to do is try uh, and see where it takes you and if it doesn't work out the way you hope, well, at least you learn from something. Like, uh, at least you learned a professional skill that can probably impart your knowledge to someone else. You know, give them 
your wisdom and whatnot on it. Uh, speaking yeah. of which, uh, another question. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? It was from my friend, Lion. I call him Lion because um, that was his nickname. Uh, that's his spirit animal, too. Um, it was before I left uh, Colorado, or not Colorado, Cincinnati, Ohio, to come to Colorado. And it was the day that he was leaving for Hawaii. And I just remember it was it was really hard. Um, I'm actually on the verge of tears talking about it because um, I can kind of tell it's uh, he he has a massive impact on my life and I love him to the end of the earth. I hope that he is doing absolutely beautifully well. And I know that he is. He's living his best life. And um I said, so as our chapter closes and a new one begins, what advice can you give me? And wow. he said, he said, don't ever give up. Don't ever fucking give up, man. This life is so beautiful and you have so much to live for and you are so sacred and you are beautiful. So don't ever fucking give up. Yeah. And it was, it was really hard for me to hear because I was, I was really deep. I was, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. Um, mm. But I, um, I, I took his words and I, and I still live to them by this day. To never fucking give up no matter how hard it gets because life is too beautiful to give up. So, um, if he, if he hears this, um, love you very much and I hope you're doing okay and uh, thank you so much for giving me the wisdom and inspiration I needed in my life you know um, it's funny um, I feel that definitely but what's funny about that is uh, the best piece of advice you've been given kind of ties into the best piece of advice I've been given uh, one of my friends Esten um his mom uh, told him this, and he pretty much told me too. Um, the best piece of advice that I ever heard was if your hopes, dreams, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, sorry, but uh, basically kind of like exp expanding on it a little bit. Uh, if your hopes, dreams, ambitions, whatever you want to call it, if they don't scare you, then are they really worth it? And That's that got me thinking. Yes, it got me thinking. Uh, basically, I wanted to be a game developer. I wanted to create games. I wanted to be a part of the entertainment industry to some degree. You know, like maybe create my own anime, my manga, or have my own nerd shop or whatnot. But you got to keep in mind that there are just, it's not going to be as easy as you think. It's going to take work. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take heart. Uh, heart. Uh, it's not going to work out exactly the way you want it. But if it doesn't scare you, is it really worth it? Because it's almost like if it was too easy, then it would just feel empty and hollow. So that's why with this spirit of the zone, like 
that's why I'm trying to pour so much love and so much energy and like so much passion because really with the zone, I'm not trying to be like one of those people who's just out there trying to make money. No, I'm actually trying to make a difference in the world. I want to be something, be a part of something noble, something pure. Like you want to, you want to make an impact. Yes. It's like, it's not just about the money. It's not about self gain. I just want the world to be a little better because can I even say that my life was worth it? If I just let the world be as corrupt as it is um, now, if I just went and died and not did anything about all this corrupt injustice going on, like, I feel like I need to get the money first. So that way I can rise to power to a point where people are actually going to listen to me. You know what I mean? It's like, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like people don't want to hear it from a nobody. They want to hear from somebody who had that high status. So it's almost like sometimes you have to like climb the ladder in order to um, make changes. That's why I kind of like Brooklyn Nine-Nine to where Captain Holt, a yeah, Captain Holt, a gay captain of the 99th precinct, he was also a black man, by, so he's on the he's definitely, <coughs> you know, he he um is a minority to an even further extent, yes, exactly. He's a minority of a uh, even further extent, and he dealt with a lot of. You know, prejudice with sure. in his career and whatnot. But the whole point is, he didn't let it get to him. He just rose through the ranks so that way he can introduce um, great change uh, by having that the status. Of course. So, yeah, that's I what, uh, love that. so that's why I feel like sometimes it's not about selfish gain. It's not, that's not what I'm doing here. If if I was all about me, I wouldn't even need um, Coatera or anybody doing this podcast. I would have done it all by my own, but no. I wanted this to be like the Justice League or the Avengers to where we're joined together to, to do a greater good. It's almost like I can do good on my own, but I can do even greater with a team. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going for. To create a family where we can build an empire together to not just find prosperity for ourselves, but to share that prosperity with others to make our communities and potentially our country and world a little better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going for. So yeah, yeah that scares that me a little bit. It scares me a lot because I know it's so ambitious that you're thinking it's going to be impossible for me to do, but I can't let that stop me. I can't let the fear stop me because if I give up now, then I will never know if I could achieve it. Right, exactly. That's the biggest thing about it all. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the, uh, the fire that lit under my belly, like the spark right there, because I got to remember, no matter how difficult this process is, if I give up on it now, I will never know. 
Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a really good question. That was a really good question. Oh, yeah. best, that was definitely the the best piece of advice that I've I've ever received and also some phenomenal phenomenal advice that you have received. I like that a lot. Oh yeah. Uh, which brings me to honestly this is gonna be the last question because it's about yeah. time. And let's just go ahead and wrap up the episode. Um, one last question for you. Um, what is your absolute dream job? And I pretty much already told you mine, so it's almost like and kind of like giving it back to you, kind of expanding on that professional skill. Yeah, mine's um mine's a broad spectrum, honestly. Um, I want to do several things with my life. I want to be a tattoo artist, I want to be a cosmetologist, I would like to be eventually, you know, uh, I feel like I could model. I'm not necessarily unattractive enough to not be a model, um, whether it's for a clothing line or whatever. Um, I want to. I want to be the best person that I can be, overall. Despite everything, as long as I am the best person and happiest person that I can be for myself, there's no way that I could couldn't be happy with the life that I'm, you know, trying to live, trying to establish for myself, you know, I want to, I want to get myself my new car, which is going to be a Tesla. Um, nice. It will be, you can lease it for a hundred dollars. People from Tesla itself, a 2021 model three, which by the way, all of the models spell out sexy. Um, and then I would like to, you know, eventually get my own house and have my family be with me and just love and cherish them and show them the right ways of life and tell them that, you know, shit's not going to be perfect. But, you know, you're living and as long as you're doing your best, man, that's all that matters. Just be happy. Yeah. Definitely. Um, see, with my dream job, honestly... That Tesla thing, that's actually a good idea. I need to look into that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I said with my dream job, it was to be a game developer. But, you know, ultimately, I feel like deep down in my spirit, it's like the best way to put me is to be a leader, a teacher, an entertainer, and a friend. I was about to say, you don't say a friend because you're definitely one of my closest friends. And I I am very grateful for having met you. You're an an amazing human being. And, um, you know, when when people truly realize it and, and see what you're trying to do and respect it, it's hard to ignore those people or to let those people go. Um. Because they'll be by your side. Yes. And yeah. you're 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 an inspirational person. Like as you just said, you know, like don't ever give up on your hopes and dreams. No matter like if it seems impossible, why why would you give up on that? And you're trying. Like you established, you know, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm gonna do it. And it's gonna either either it goes or it doesn't. And you know, so far it's going well. It is going really well. And you should be proud. 
you should be extremely proud of what you have have created, um, not just on social media, but within yourself. You know, you've you've developed a lot and I have I've seen you develop and it's it's truly inspirational. And I do look look to you as a leader and as a friend and as a mentor. You know, you're you're a fucking great person, dude. I highly appreciate that. I really do. Of course. <laughs> now, let's just go ahead and um close out the episode. Uh, it's been great having you on the podcast once again. And I definitely want you to stick around for more podcast episodes. Uh, stick around with the zone because I don't believe in just making connection with people on the internet just to, you know, goof around, but, you know, kind of find my family out there, my family of friends. So that way we can make power moves in the future, make, make things happen. You know what I mean? Of course. Uh, now listeners, this has been Jeff like a stream with human C one thirty seven, AKA Coatera. Don't forget to check out the Sleepy Warriors podcast because this will be a crossover between this podcast and that one to where you can find this episode on both. And definitely check us out, Zealous of Nerd Entertainment on Facebook to where we're trying to keep you up to date on anything on the nerd culture from TV to movies, books, uh, video games. I think I didn't mention that yet um pretty much anything yeah pretty much uh the broad spectrum of the nerd culture uh but aside from that we're just gonna go ahead and zone out and until the next episode stay nerdy my friends